Welcome back to the Hey Roadie podcast, where we take a deep dive into the people of the Ocean State. We are your hosts, Nick and Sasha. Hi, everyone. Today is a very fun and special episode, obviously, because they all are fun and special, in our opinions, because we love everyone so much. <laughs> but we have Jan Dane from Stock, um, which is, a, in my opinion, um, an, an iconic kitchen store on the east side of Providence um, that specializes in all things food, kitchen, gift sort of related items um but yeah we had jan on she was incredible yeah she was really fun i mean she uh was really enthusiastic she can definitely you can tell she really loves her store yeah and uh loves the idea of it and like not even so much that she loves having a business but she loves having a place where she can like interact with the community and get to know all the people that come in all the time which is really cool yeah, and I feel like when you walk into stock, you don't ever really feel like you're in a retail store. You feel like you're like visiting a friend and they're also just going to recommend like the most kick-ass spatula you'll ever <laughs> buy. Um, but no, Jan is uh, – I was able to tell her a few stories personal stories that I've had that have a connection to stock of gifts that I've gotten people and gifts that people have gotten me that have been really special. And it's so nice to go to a place that you don't feel silly. Like, and you guys know that I don't cook or really do anything technical. So to go to a place like that and ask questions and not feel silly and stupid and feel like you're part of the conversation is really fun. Um, So yeah, I just had I'm so, this was another one of my fangirl episodes. I love Jan. I think she's like her energy is so lovely to be around. And yeah, it was some, I just had so much fun. Yeah. And it's just cool too. Uh, stock is not a very common thing. There's a lot of retail stores. There's a lot of stores that carry a lot of kind of more eclectic stuff and household stuff and like decorative things. But uh, a place that focuses pretty much wholly on food and kitchen, um, especially for local stores, you know, you can go to your big box stores and stuff. But for those of us that like to try to shop local, um, there's not that many options for that. I know there's a few, but uh, in the Providence area, I think stock kind of has the market cornered or at least on the east side. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, totally. And I think, too, that she like over uh, COVID and stuff like that, they pivoted because they were able to sell things like to the neighborhood out of their little like what is that thing? Like a little window, yeah. like a little ice cream. It's almost window. like a to-go window. Yeah. Yeah. And stock became even more of sort of a staple in the community over then than they had already were. So I just, I think that they've been able to like, really, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. My voice is like allergy horse central. <laughs> um, but I think that they've been really able to grow with the community and kind of create an, their own space for themselves. I think anytime anyone has ever gotten a gift from me in the last two years, part of it has been from stock because she just carries the coolest, most interesting, fun things that you're not going to see everywhere. So, yeah, this was so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought it was a really fun conversation. I've been there a few times. Obviously, Sasha's been there quite a few times. and um, <laughs> I live this- there. <laughs> <laughs> It is her home. It's not just a home store. Um, And I think everybody's going to really enjoy it. She's got a a really uh, kind of upbeat personality and you can tell she's really excited. And I think everybody will be excited to listen. Yeah, I think so, too. And I hope everyone has a beautiful day and really enjoys this episode. Me, too. Have fun, everybody. Have fun, guys. It took like a week and we built it out and soundproofed it to the best of our abilities and... 
now we've had like some such cool people on the show that like I feel so lucky that I I'm like a very big like emotional gusher kind of person mm-hmm. and I'm just Same. okay good perfect yeah. so like getting to talk to all these people who you were just talking about how Rhode Island is so like cool and unique and I were was born and raised here I I'm lucky enough that I live in Providence so I feel even more connected with the state because yeah. I feel like everyone in Providence like loves being from Providence. Right. Well, that's so funny. But yes. It's weird, right? And Well, even... I, I was well, saying, it's funny because it's changed it's, so much. Say, tell. Well... Do s- tell. Oh, sorry. No, I want to hear your story first, though. Well, just a sidebar. I was talking... So my husband and I, for my 30th birthday, we went to San Francisco. Uh-huh. And we were at one of their marketplaces. They have that, like, big month or weekly marketplace, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to get, like, a shirt, like, a San Francisco shirt or, like, a cool design shirt, whatever, whatever. And I could not find a single sweater that says San Francisco. You go to the Providence Flea and every single vendor has either, like, I'm from Providence, Rhode Island. And I'm like, it's it's so funny how, like, compared to other places that, like, it's just so, we just love it so much. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because I think think the whole community has changed seismically, like, since I moved here. I mean, we came here in 1990, the end of 1998, and Rhode Pride was not to be found. Yeah. And... You know, we had just come from Brooklyn and we were like, this is so cool because we're coming in at the foundation of something and we feel this potential energy and pretty soon it's going to be translated into like the coolest city in the world. And then we sat there and twiddled our thumbs for a while because it just wasn't (laughs) happening. But that's fine. I took that opportunity to like explore the entire Mm -hmm. state, which I did. I was all about rolling around in my Volvo, you know, checking everything out and learning the state because at first I was not so sure I wanted to be there. But then I was like, well, I have two choices. I can be pissed off about it or or I can embrace it yeah so I you know elected to embrace but what was disheartening then was how many people just were really critical of the state Mm. of like felt that they were like like this whole like trip that had been laid on them by Massachusetts that like they don't count Mm -hmm. they're you know they're just this small you know the whole thing of being compared to like the size of a forest fire or something (laughs) you know you've got decades of that built up and people are like all we are is corrupt and we mismanage our city and we had the world's biggest highway because we covered over our rivers yeah and it's like yeah but look Mm -hmm. what you've done and also by the way try living somewhere else yeah just for fun try Mm -hmm. living in a bigger city and Uh see what happens to what I always refer to as the culture to hassle ratio. There is so much culture here. It's crazy. For so little hassle. Mm -hmm. So like when we're rolling down to PVD Fest the other day, you know, five minutes later, I'm in this raucous street party. Yes. And then I'm kept picking up some Zocco Taco and then I'm home. (laughs) And then you're home. You know, it's like, all right. It's that easy. It's funny because like I similarly, I, I mean, I grew up here and I moved to Boston for my for like college years and I call those my dark years uh-huh. because like any time away from like my little home city I mean I'm from Cumberland originally okay but like living in province I've lived here for so long I can't even picture myself like anywhere else I'm just so connected to the art and the culture and yeah. like people I feel like there's such a sense of community like everyone just wants everyone to do better and do well. Yeah. And I know obviously there's, I'm like a, a, a toxic optimist. So uh-huh. like, I'm always like, it's all good. I'm sure there's downsides. Same. I, I know You should hear me downsides. spinning this whole inflation thing. You should hear me talking about how great it is that gas prices are high. Oh yeah, it's I mean, great. It's you, great. Whatever. You know you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's called toxic optimist. Is that what it's called? That's yeah, like a diagnosed like term. We have to get a portmanteau term that's like toxic 
Toxitism. Toxitism. So we suffer from toxicism. Toxicism. <laughs> anyway, but like, like it's, I just feel like it's such a connection. And so what's funny, Jan from Stock, because usually I, I start our little podcast like, we're here with Jan from Stock. And right. we were so deep in conversation. I didn't even get to say that. That's so funny. it's funny because hearing you say like, oh yeah, we moved and it was like not, you know, the, the vibe was so different. And what you had said, like, oh, this is going to become cool. Like you literally it did. Like, <laughs> and you were part, you were such a big part of it. I think your a connection to the community and to local and to supporting your local business through other local businesses. Like that's kind of like a foundation to like where the coolness. Happened. Oh my God. You are you know? killing me today. You know, how, you know how we talked about like, we're a little bit like emotional yeah. or whatever, like <laughs> lately. And I think because it's our 10th year mm. and just for a, a, a bunch of factors, including the fact that we survived that freaking pandemic, yeah. it's like, this is hitting me. And yeah. what you're saying, whereas I, part of me still just reflexively wants to dismiss and go, what are you talking about? No. But increasingly, like I'm like, people tell me this. Yeah. You were the first place I visited. Mm -hmm. Your, you know, your positive energy was, and I'm thinking, my God, this is real. Yeah. No, nobody is gonna make this up. No. And no, so not that many people are gonna lie to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> so so thank you. You're I welcome. I really, really appreciate it. And I really, really, as I say now, I, I realize that stock has, has given me so much more than I could ever give out, Yeah, but it really has. It has just fueled a magical 10 years. It's a unicorn of a story. <laughs> it really is. There's not really anything we were saying before we started recording that like Nick and I joke, like there needs to be a stock somewhere else, like, <laughs> or a version of it, but it's like, it's so special and magical where it is, which I want to get to. But before that, I always like to do like sort of the prologue of sure. Jan and stock. So you're from Portland, Oregon originally. Correct. Where, how did you get from there to New York <laughs> to here? I'm restless. Yeah. <laughs> so Are you a Sagittarius? Scorpio, close ah, enough. Okay. <laughs> or actually probably very different. Very different. <laughs> <laughs> Learn some assets. Um, so I am restless mm -hmm. and I loved Portland and there was an amazing foundation there. There was something called the Farmer's Market. I think it was called the Portland Farmer's Market. Yeah. It was under the bridges and my uh, godmother used to take me down there and they would have like, you know, pottery and it was very hippie it was like a hippie outgrowth but yeah but it was probably the oldest foundation i had for what stock became okay and then i lived there i loved it we moved to pendleton oregon that's in Ooh. i don't think any of my bios oh i went we to have the exclusive <laughs> i went to high school there i rode a a white um, horse that I dyed green for our high school football games. And that's a completely other podcast we'll have someday. I now renounce that behavior, by the way. Um, and then I uh, went to college in Gonzaga when it wasn't a name anybody had ever heard of, mm -hmm. when people still called it Gonzaga. Okay. Um, and then I went down there wanting to do documentaries to LA and uh, oh, excuse me. There was a Seattle sojourn in there. I was up in Seattle for like four months, but Seattle was very, very cold. I think that's kind of everybody from Portland. At some point, you go up to Seattle for a while. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, you know, we back. kind of always hated it. It was kind of like mm. the big sister city, you mm -hmm. know, and it didn't have any of the tech at the time I was, or not at the level mm -hmm. it does now. So it just didn't offer much except for very whipping cold, cold. winds. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm going to L.A. Yeah, bye. So I went down to L.A., loathed. LA with a white hot passion. Yeah. I can see, yeah. but I can also not see. Like, well, I feel like you're the type of person that could like get along anywhere. I got along, yeah. but I was very, very poor and I worked uh -huh. for a record label and they were very, very rich. Oh, no. And it was that, just that 
in-your-face disparity between how yeah, they were yeah. living and how I was was just like agonizing. It and was I, bad. And I was there for the civil unrest. So, I mean, I was there at an interesting time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I really didn't care for it, though. I could not find community. Mm-hmm. I could not find it. You know, mm-hmm. it just did not exist. So I went back to Portland, kind of, you know, licked my wounds for a few months <laughs> and said, well, what's next? I mean, I'm obviously going up in, in size. So all that's left is New York. Mm. So I um, packed my bag, got on, bag. <laughs> yep, got on Via Rail, went across Canada, came down into to New York where I'd never been before. My cousin was leaving her Brooklyn apartment so she could live in Ireland for a year. So I had a, a place set wow, up. Wow, that's nice. And literally... When I pulled out of the the New York train station, I looked up and I said, I'm already part of this community. Like Aww. you walk into New York and you are yeah. just in it. You are part of this organism that's just breathing yeah. mm-hmm. mass of people. And I was just like, this is what I was this looking is for. This what I was looking for, yeah. So Brooklyn, you know, helped to further, again, feelings of community. It, Portland has that very, again, foundationally. I mean, mm-hmm. Portland is a funky little town, you know, like Austin, likes to be, likes, you know, values its weirdness. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn. I love being weird. Right? Mm-hmm. Me too. So Brooklyn was that way too. I felt it immediately. I belonged there. I was very happy there. Um, I did, I think, solid six years, but I didn't meet my husband. And for a bunch of reasons, he had to move to New England. And as I kind of mentioned earlier, at first I wasn't too <laughs> thrilled, but I I had read, growing up, I had read the Peppy Hand, uh, Preppy Handbook. Ooh. I don't know if you guys know this book I feel like at Elise all. has talked about that before. It is an old thing. It came out probably in the 80s that glamorized the Preppy lifestyle. Yeah. And I read it like it was gospel. I mean, chapter and <laughs> it verse. Was your Bible. <laughs> yes, it was. You know, how to get the LL Bean boots that were pink with the green trim. Yep. yep. And and you know the the whale uh turtlenecks oh and all God. that stuff. So and you so, were prepared? <laughs> well I had this image of what New England was yeah. and I only many, many years later came to understand that the Preby handbook was satire. <laughs> ah okay. I really mm. thought that that's what it was gonna be it like. Be, Preppy God. That everybody would, you know, roll out in their Nantucket Reds, and it'd be like, "Hey, when are we going on your boat?" Although there are parts of Rhode yeah, Island that say, are like that, you could probably <laughs> find a, a, a couple blocks in Newport or something that's like. Well, that, that is actually true. Yeah, and, and as I've aged, I I realize that's actually not my vibe. Yeah, but um, it was funny because that's all I thought New England was going to be, and then it was completely something else. And then the great reward was what a funky, weird town Providence was, so and so I said, weird. "Okay, I do belong you here." You do well, and I feel like I mean, and just from hearing the small amount of your story, like traveling around trying to find like your home, like your home base and like going to LA and it not feeling right, going to Seattle and not feeling right and finally finding New York where it felt like probably for the first time you're like, like this feels good to be like, okay, we're leaving now. Like that must've been so hard to come to a place that wasn't, I mean, it definitely wasn't how it is now. Yeah. That's such a big transition. Did you have kids when you moved here? No. And that was one of the things that kind of softened leaving New York was we did want to have them. And so we thought, well, this will make more sense anyway. Did you know what Rhode Island was before you moved here? No. No, yeah. I'd never been. No. Yeah. Or did you like if somebody said I'm from Rhode Island, would you say, "Oh, it, is that part of Long Island?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, that one I still don't get. But, <laughs> but I I did have a, a coworker that I was working at ABC News at the time and my um um anyway, a girl I worked with, she was from from Boston and she was like literally like eye rolling like Rhode, Rhode Island. Island 
And even my husband, who's from Massachusetts, he said, oh, yeah, no, it's just a stop on the train. You know, it's like, Providence. You know, that's, that's all he knew. And so we didn't have that great of expectations. Yeah. And, and, and once I started looking around and I, you'd immediately like old, old things. Like I think the first place I checked into was AS220, which oh existed back then. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just so weird and so cool. I know. Right. And I looked into that. And then like pretty early on, like I heard about the Dirt Palace and mm-hmm. just all these things. I'm like, this place is wild. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. And even hearing like what you were talking about before, about how like before people were proud of Rhode Island and it was like, oh, you're corrupt. You're you can't manage this. You all this stuff. Yeah. I think what started to overpower all of those negative things was the creativity and art aspect of our state. And I think now, I mean, at least for me, I've lived here my whole life and I know about like I'm 30, right? So like I know about like the bad parts, obviously, but I'm so like overpowered by like all of the cool art murals and festivals and supporting local artists and AS220 bringing people here, RISD bringing people here, right. Jaywoo nurturing chefs, uh, Hope in Maine nurturing entrepreneurs, like all this like sort of I mean, I know that's not necessarily like art in the sense of like the normal sense, but it's an art. Oh, no, it is. It's a nurturing artist, entrepreneurial art. I don't know. It's yeah. just amazing. Well, so, you know, if you can if you can dream it in Providence, Rhode Island or outlying, I'm sure, yeah. you can do it. It can happen. You, it, you can make it. Yeah. So, I mean, that is 100% true with stock. I mean, I have no retail experience at that time. Mm-hmm. I had no clue what I was doing. The day I opened up, I had no cash in the till because- <laughs> didn't know how. Yeah. And and everything was a complete learning process. But the 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 environment here, mm-hmm. the fact that it really does value entrepreneur, uh, you know, that kind of that kind of um drive. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, you tell a few people and they tell a few people and pretty soon everybody knows. Yeah. That's not like anywhere else I could even possibly imagine. And even though, like, because I know some people, you know, owning a business in Rhode Island is so hard for X, Y, Z, all these like very real reasons. I think, again, what can outweigh it is the community aspect of it. Like, even though there's like a lot of obstacles to get through, like if you have the community beside you and and you've put the time, which it feels like you've put the time into your community and getting to know it, like they're going to back you up. They're going to like, you know, support you and be there for your grand opening and, you know, come by every Sunday to get more freaking coasters and glasses that I don't need. But it's just like, that's just what you do when you meet someone and you, and you love their love for what they do. Yeah. You go there and you support. Well, again, you're like, I'm, I'm feeling so hyped right now. This is so great. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, it, it is, I, I had mentioned before, you know, the, the hardest part for me about stock is the actual, you know, capitalistic yeah, yeah. <laughs> selling of property thing. Cause yeah. I don't actually love that. Yeah, what I do love is that people come in that door all the time for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. They have problems that need to ha- be solved. They have food that they need to put on their table. They've got, it doesn't matter. Anything will drive them into that store, any number of things. And then the conversation begins. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I love. That's what I do. If if we could magically whisk away the exchanging of money for yeah. products, I'd be fine with you, that. We would do it. <laughs> Someday, in, in a world far away, we yeah, can do that. exactly. But for now, we need that because you need to put gas in your car. <clears throat> we do. <laughs> the and inflation. <laughs> exactly. And so that, and, and, and I was just thinking about that this morning, like, it, you know, this, this behavior, this, this thing that some people poo-poo is just like, you know, I don't know, 
hoarding or bringing or just having to have stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. There is a value to it oh, yeah. because that transaction is so much more than that transaction. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe not when you're clicking a button on your computer, of course. but when you're coming into our store, like there's so much beyond the actual exchange. There's so much. So a really quick, a, a quick side story. So when I, I got married last October and as, so all the, my best friends who were like, I didn't have a party, like a wedding party, but for like, they would be in it if I had one. So I got everyone like a little gift for them that su suited their personality. Well, my best friend Ryan is like so into baking. And I am like, you could tell me like to bake something with three ingredients and it would be burned and it would be terrible and I wouldn't even know where to start. So for his gift, I really wanted to go to stock and like get some stuff. I had a strict budget that I was on and I had no idea where to even begin. <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember the person's name who helped me. It wasn't you. Um, and I, it might have been either your sister. It might have been her or someone else. Anyway. Okay. So I said, I literally said that, like, my best friend loves baking. I have a $100 budget. I want to get him a gift that's unique that he probably doesn't have. She walked me through every item, <laughs> every step. So that way when I gave it to him, I was like, oh, they, they recommended this for this reason. This is why I got this for this reason. And it just made it so much more special. And I didn't feel like an idiot being like, what's a bun pan? Right. Like, what is, why, do, right. why do I want that versus like a mini cup? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And it was just so helpful. And it gave me such a connection to the gift. And now he has a connection to the gift, knowing that it was from my neighborhood where I live and knowing that I took the time to like ask someone he loves Great British Bake Off. What would they buy? <laughs> you know? So it's it's just like a, like you said, it's more than just like the exchange of goods. It's like a feeling and a proudness. And yeah. It's like a good, I don't know, feeling. No, I love that story because it's very true. When we have people come in and they are looking for something, they don't know what, and they spend the time, we say that yeah. is that is something that is imparted on your gift. I promise you, when you give that gift, just like you said, mm -hmm. the feeling is different. It it's doesn't totally have different. that just automated feeling. Yep. You know the time you put into it, and that is sent off with it. And this is a real thing. This is one of the weird like metaphysical things or whatever <laughs> we've observed yeah. from being in the store for 10 years. Another one is... <laughs> this one's crazy, but I swear to God, it's true. If we have something on the floor that isn't selling or it hasn't sold for a while or yeah. whatever, we go and we touch it. And it sells. <laughs> and it will sell. And I swear to God, that is true. That we is hilarious. all have evidence of it. Yep. And it's like, what? That's weird. It's a unicorn magic. And honestly, I'm a big believer in like the energy you put out into the world like comes back. So like maybe that little product hadn't been touched by like some good energy in a while and you bring it in and now it's like getting scooped off the shelf. Isn't that wild it though? Is I mean, wild. you really think about that. It's so sometimes, crazy. yeah, we 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 think there is a little bit of magic to uh to oh, retail. I believe it 100%. <laughs> and I think it's funny too because I worked in retail for a long time, like corporate retail. And whenever you walk into your store, you never feel like you're in a retail store. Like yeah, it feels like you're in like a like a like a restaurant of kitchen goods. Like oh. it feels more of like a service and more of like a relaxed sort of you know, like a, 
I'm trying to describe this well, and I feel like I'm doing a terrible job. Well, but it doesn't feel like a retail store. Yeah, you know? I think I think actually the restaurant metaphor was great because you know we even refer to the people who work for us. You know, they're, they're front of house. Yeah, like yeah, we, yeah, use yeah, the, yeah, we yeah. use the restaurant language in part because we're very closely connected with all the local restaurants, but also because to us it is it is the service. I we I mean every everybody will say this. Mm-hmm. But we literally don't care if somebody doesn't get something at the store. Yeah. As long as they had fun. Yeah. You know? And and because we know they'll be back mm-hmm. if they had fun. So, 100%. so there's, no, you know, of course, no pressure to really to sell. We just, and, you know, I, I do it more than I should. But I'll be like, eh, I don't love that one. You know, the one you want, we don't have right now, but maybe come back later. You know? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, I do that stuff all the time and almost sometimes I think. You're like, did I ruin that? It's a little annoying to <laughs> yeah. people, but, but it's. I, you know, there's just no point in trying to make the to quick that, buck, yeah. you know, if you're going to sit in your community mm-hmm. and if you really have a long game, you know, mindset, then you have to be that way. Yeah. Now that said, I didn't start out with a long game mindset. Yeah. I, I just started because I was saying I was shrinking inside. I was, mm-hmm. I was at a loss for who I was or what I was. I didn't know what I was doing. And this little spark of an idea came and it kind of it kind of, I'd kind of fought it. Mm. You know, I was driving to work in Westerly to the ocean house and I mean, what a beautiful environment. What's better than that? But hour long commute, I had young kids at home and it just looked, felt like a dead end. Like there's nowhere to go. When you're the food forager at the ocean house, like where do you go from there? What is that job? (laughs) That was a very cool job. That was, um, basically I would work with all the farms in the state and a little bit beyond to bring in food to the kitchen for um, the chef de cuisine. And at that time when I got the job, it was this very, very talented guy who's now kind of blown up. He's Jeffrey Zakarian's like right-hand man. But um, it was, it was a very cool job, but it, it wasn't like, and then you become senior President food forager, food forager <laughs> and then, you know, CEO food forager. You just that's what it was. That's and what it was, and yeah. that feeling like I don't know where I'm going and now mm. I'm in my forties mm. was not a good feeling. Okay. So um I was driving by Hope Street every day and that damn space was open. And I was, was like, somebody's name. gotta do and, and, and for years I was like, I wish somebody would fix that. And then yep. after a while I was like, oh, I think it's me. It's you. It was called, do you what? Do you know what it was before stop? Yeah, when when we moved in the neighborhood, it was Kaplan's Bakery. A lot of people still re- refer to it as that. Really? Yeah. Um, it was you know a very classic, well loved Jewish bakery mm-hmm. um, that was there for a little bit longer when we moved town. Then it was it changed hand a few times. It was empty for a while. It was for about five seconds. It was a place called Fountain Apothecary. I have oh. no idea what that was. Mm. And then right before we got it. It was European Deli, which had been in Brooks Plaza in Pawtucket. Okay, Brooks. If you're, if you're speaking my language of where Brooks used to be, so they moved there, and you know, with absolutely zero budget, we tried to reform it. And the only thing I say, and now I'm not even sure, I think I might reverse myself on this too. <laughs> the only thing I say to people starting a business is have enough money. We mm. did not. We did not mm. remotely have enough money. Yeah, but. Now I'm kind of like changing my tune because not having enough money meant I had to do every single thing from the jump. From the and mm-hmm. once you have to do every single thing, yep. you value those jobs, and you also say I did not work this hard to fail. 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. and so in a weird way now I'm thinking, you know what? An undercapitalized thing is probably a good thing because we would sell one thing and buy two. And that is how we went from, I think, something like 130 products when we opened. It was so bare mm-hmm. that it like it echoed when you walked in there <laughs> to something like 4,000 SKUs wow. now. I mean, now, as you know, it's That's ridiculous. A, yeah. Yeah. I know too well. I'm yeah. too often. <laughs> well, anybody that we have on the show that's like from Hope Street, because we've had now you, we've had Asher, we've had Melina from Little Sister, and oh, we've wow. had um, the baker, the head baker, Sarah from Seven Stars. I'm like, this is, sounds like I'm stalking all of you, but like I just am there. She every, is. Like, yeah, <laughs> I actually am. No, no. But I'm there like every, Saturday and Sunday. I go for a walk on Hope Street. I like, I don't spend a lot of money during the week. I don't go out for lunches. I don't, well, I, I did buy a coffee today, but I don't <laughs> normally buy coffees and I like take my little funds and I like go to each shop and I find something that I like sometimes just from one sometimes from all of them (laughs) and you know it's just fun to like get to talk to these people and hear the history like it's like even with Asher like starting the Hope Street Association and seeing how that went like how that has grown and talking I didn't realize that this is your 10th year open like that's that's so cool. Thank That's you. Like, I can't believe it either. I know. And you're, I mean, like you said, from going from like a hundred something skews to 4,000. Yeah. Like, that's insane. I know. It is a little bit insane. And, and that's the other thing, too. We When we first opened, I really wanted to value and prioritize local. Mm. I wanted it to be you know, curated because that was the word of 2012. Oh, I and love by that. the way, in 2012, local was not a fraction of what it is not now. A, it no. wasn't like a thing. It wasn't a mm-hmm. thing. No. So because I had done these guidebooks, which which distilled cities into – or, you know, kind of distilled the character of a city by its small retail and local owned yep. retail shops. And Which were before their time. Yeah, like, uh, they were. So. And again, I credit the editor and the founder of the series. Like she, you know, I, I heard about it. I was like, oh my God, exactly. Because what would happen is I was living in, in New England at this time. I'd go home to see my mom and I would try to buy her something. And my options were a keychain at the airport that said Rhode Island or something from Crate and Barrel yeah. that said Crate and Barrel. <laughs> yep. And I was like, these are not good options. Yeah. And so, you know, I did I did this guidebook series called Eat Shop Guides, and that's what they did. They 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 shed, said like, here's what this city is, here's what this neighborhood is, and here's how you know because you can go to these shops, find things that are made by these makers. Yep. And and I thought, God, we need something like that. So in 2012, a lot of my emphasis was on that things be made locally. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't find any. <laughs> well, you know, there were enough out there. Like, yeah. We found a few, except that it wasn't that much of a party. Now, Asher was already blazing trails with that. He was yeah. already, and, you know, I think he precedes me by five or some years. Darn it. And no, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's I mean, Asher is, Asher is the mayor of Hope Street. Oh, my God. I, he's I, fantastic. He is the first person I talked to about this. Like, yeah. I, I can't say enough great things about Asher. There wouldn't be a stock if there wasn't Asher, to be 100% Aww. honest. So, but so he 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 was already blazing those trails. But even then, not like he is now. Yeah, you know. And so, so I found some people. I brought them in. I was very proud of it. But then people would come in, and they were very um, uh, unpleasant, <laughs> no, unfriendly, yeah. un unimpressed. They were really? very unimpressed because they would walk in. It's a pretty good size space, and there were like I said, like just a few products. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll show you a picture. You will. Oh yeah, I would love that. You said something about a. a um, ribbon cutting or whatever earlier yeah it's true angel Tavares came but like four other people did and when you look at those pictures you can't even believe how 
barren it oh is in that God. story. It's almost embarrassing. Like, I get kind of embarrassed when I think no. about it. But what we did was we talked to people. Yep. We just talked. And we talked that people kept coming back and kept coming back until each purchase allowed me to buy two more. Now, I never did want to have a crazy, chaotic store. That was not my plan. Mm-hmm. But what I also learned, and this is the greatest lesson of what is, I guess I can now call our success, but I have to knock wood because that's scary, <laughs> is that... Um, you know, to be to be a kitchen store, you you really it's not like a gift store. Even though it is on one level, it isn't because if you are looking at a whisk that Nigella was using or whatever, you want that whisk. Yeah. If you're looking, if you're trying to replace the the measuring cups that your grandmother had, you want those ones. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't come in saying, hmm, what's going to tickle my fancy today? Many 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 times in a kitchen store, you're trying to either replace something that you had previously, or you have read a review of something uh-huh. that works the best. Yeah. And that's exactly specifically what you want. So to really be able to like have a, 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 a to be able to call it a kitchen store and yeah. not a food themed gift store, mm-hmm. you know, we really <laughs> had to start, <laughs> we really had to start reaching out and bringing in a lot of stuff. So while we kind of had like a, and again, this is not against the people of China, but while we originally had kind of a no China ban yeah. on our products mm-hmm. early on, that dissolved within a year because yeah. you can't have a, you know, you can't have a bespoke whisk. Yep. You need to have a, a whisk and you want to pay about 10 to $12 for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So that really changed the the character of what went in. I think there's a thing too with kitchen products because I'm a little bit into it more on like the kind of kitchen knives and like cutting boards and that kind of aesthetic uh, side to things where there are certain things like um, that people, let, let's say uh, a measuring cup or, you know, a whisk or a can opener or one of the people don't want to spend a hundred dollars on right. a can opener. You want to go get one for 10, 15 bucks and it should last you a year or two. And if yeah. you need to replace it, you need to replace it. Uh, but then there are, it seems that a lot of kitchen stuff um, you can separate into two categories. It's that like utilitarian, I don't want to pay a lot for it. And then like, it can get way up there in price and quality. Thank you. 4,000 <laughs> SKUs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Once we realize, like, we want to have the thing that they just want to run in and run out with it. Mm-hmm. Once we realize we needed to have that foundation, but also you want the interesting one. Yeah. You want the one mm-hmm. that you can give as a gift. Totally. Then that basically doubled, mm. you know, just how we the amount of things we had to carry. And then you just find the universe of food and food. Because, because our overhead... Oh, kind of mantra or whatever is all things food mm. you just find that's a very very big category that's a big category yeah yeah, yeah. that's broad. a huge category <laughs> and we've made exceptions like in, in the old days it literally had to relate to food to be in my store so i could have a greeting card but it had to have like a picture of a cake on, a it. on it yeah exactly now we're not i'm not quite as um as, now you're a little more lenient yeah i well, It's funny because similarly to what Nick said and what you were just saying, like in 2012, I feel like now it's so different. Now, like if you go out to dinner, I feel like anyone in this room, if you go out to dinner, you're going to a local place. Like you're not going to like a chain or like, I mean, obviously there's a place for a great cheesecake factory meal. Let's be honest. But like not on the norm, like normal, it's to go to a local shop. It's to go to a local butcher shop, grocer, uh, gift store, whatever. But in 2012, that was not the case. Mm-mm. You, I mean, I was in college, I guess. And man, TGI Fridays was like all we did. Going to like the mall and going to, you know, whatever stores we would go to. Like that was the thing. And I think as to what Nick said, it's like at that time going into a culinary goods store and being like, 
oh, a knife that's a little bit more expensive. Oh, it's local. Like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that just wasn't in anyone's mind at that point. Right. So the fact that you were able to sort of, like, bridge that gap and, like, go over that weirdness. I mean, now... It's funny because like what you were saying about, you know, people come in for like a recommendation or to replace something where I feel like now based off of your icon status, people go in there for your recommendation. <laughs> like people want to know like, Jan, what should I get? Like, I don't know. what What's the best rolling pin? What's yeah. the best? Yeah. You know, so it's like kind of changed because that local aspect of it is so ingrained in us now yeah. that it wasn't when we first started. I can't even tell you how right you are. I mean, yeah. y- you know how right you are. And <laughs> and even just like the 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 coming up of all the fleas and yeah. all the, mm-hmm. you know, like the good trade or the ma- all these great markets that mm-hmm. are happening yeah, like the maker movement. The that, maker that movement that happened, like yeah. it it really has changed the dialogue a complete 180. So mm-hmm. we are in a completely different like world now. But as far as you said about like eating out at restaurants, like, you know, we, I always have to credit what they've always said about Providence, which is that it punches above its weight, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's always had pretty good restaurants for, for such a small town. And, you know, I, I'm talking here about, and of course we talk about Al Forno, we talk about New Rivers, we talk about Julian's, we talk about Farmstead when it was here, you know, there's a handful and I could go on with more that they Mm-hmm. We're also the, the pioneers the, the be- yeah, the of of being local, 100%. and 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 the community rallied for them, mm-hmm. and so it's it's you know I get to I get to basically draft off of the restaurants mm-hmm. who really really started this like let's be local movement yeah and and killed it and part of that came from like like you said you were coming when you started stock you were they were coming out of the recession you know, like the oh eight housing crash and then mm-hmm. it moved in and we were in a recession for years uh, and I, I could be wrong but I believe a, a big part of that shop local movement like was you know not just like um a grassroots thing from the public but was also stuff that got pushed forward by like state governments and city governments and like programs that they tried to impart as far as like shop local and that was one of their strategies for pulling out of the pandemic mm-hmm. on a local level a oh, pandemic sorry the uh, <laughs> Close that, enough, that too yeah. but it, all, it also happened in the pandemic yeah. out of the the recession on a local level uh and that kind of spurred it was like a a, a movement kind of uh, on the grassroots level as well but then it became kind of a, a governmental yeah. and programmatic movement that helped a lot with yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. I remember being asked to sit on a board that uh Lieutenant Lieutenant um Roberts, Lieutenant Governor Roberts was doing with this buy local campaign thing and you know I went to this meeting and again it wasn't it wasn't that fully formed yet mm-hmm. but you could see the roots taking place. Mm-hmm. Um and now of course Yes, a hundred percent true. What you said, um, and it and also you didn't mean to, but when you said the buy local movement in the pandemic, yeah, you were very true. right yeah. about that too. Yeah, we our phones when I was you know in stock in the first weeks in those weeks in uh, March, March through June, and I'm in stock. Stock is closed. The lights are off. I'm, I'm very unhappy yeah. because. As I've already expressed, like stock kind of saved my life. And now this thing that has made its name by not closing for snowstorms, because I live in the neighborhood. Which I love, by by the way. (laughs) I've used that service before. (laughs) And I get to do it because I live a few blocks away. You know, it's not, I understand when some people have to close. We don't. So we don't. Yeah. Um, All the stuff where what was going to help us survive was just being there, just be present. It's what makes community work. And then you couldn't. You couldn't do that. Yeah. It was so painful. So we we went to the window concept very early on to start doing groceries out the window. We completely changed the business model. And 
Now I'm in a store that's closed. The lights are off, but the window is off open. Mm. I'm processing things off the computer, a thing I hate. We didn't have a website until yeah. that point. Oh, and we, wow. And, and I have a wonderful woman who works for me. Her name is Leah. She has made our website beautiful. Mm. And I hope she understands when I tell her it's still my least favorite thing. It's still, I, I did not get into the business to process, to work on a computer. you know, computer orders. Yeah. So um, anyway, I'm doing that, and and here swells up this community. Mm -hmm. They're at my window. They're in lines at my window, getting their bread and their eggs and their milk and all mm -hmm. that stuff. And I'm thinking, this is amazing. Yeah. And not only that, but they're like, you know what? I'm going to start baking bread. I need. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. <laughs> There's a lot of that. How much bread baking stuff yes. do you sell? But, but 90% of them would start a conversation with, I'm home, I'm doing this project related to food, and I'd rather buy from you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is how so many conversations started in the pandemic. That gives me like chills thinking about that. Like how depressed and how scared everyone was when it started and obviously it's still very scary there's still a lot of negativeness about the pandemic but how really like a community can stand up for each other and help each other and boost each other and like understand that like stock for me like stock like i said when i moved in that was like the first my realtors laura and justin they got us the geometric champagne flutes uh-huh oh we flutes. love those the flutes are coops whatever they're yeah called. they're coops yeah and we walked in and we bought champagne. We were like, oh, we don't have any cups. And we had those. Our first drink ever in our house were out of those geometric given to us by our, our friends and realtors that we love so much from a store that we love so much. Like during all that, like you want to support those people. They're, they're ingrained in your community. So it's like, and also side note, was that window always there? It was. And in oh, fact. From the deli, from the meat deli? I, you know, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a side window. We yeah. we had it installed with the sliding thing. I did ah. that. I can't, because actually longtime stock watchers will remember <laughs> that uh, a wonderful woman who worked for me, who had just, uh, was finishing up Johnson & Wales, uh, Victoria, her name is now Victoria Andrade. She is actually now the co-owner of Andrade's yes. in Bristol, which mm -hmm. we love. Mm -hmm. She was. She started to work with me while she was still at JWU, mm -hmm. and then she stayed in Rhode Island. She met her husband, her now husband, yep. and all that. But she worked for me for years. She is she was one of the great just evolution points mm. of stock. Like we were doing our thing, and then she came in with all this energy, all this insight, all this brilliance, all this wonderfulness. And so um, shortly after she stopped working for me, she started an ice cream company called Vix. Uh, ice cream. Yes. Okay. And so we put the window in mm -hmm. so that she could oh. sell ice cream out the window. And it was absolutely adorable. And people in the neighborhood loved it. And yeah. I loved it. But it just got a little bit complicated. And then she opened a place mm -hmm. down in um, Barrington. But um, that window was there. So when the pandemic started, it was like Perfect. a no-brainer. Uh -huh. Like contact-free. Yeah. We can do that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people were still, I think it probably gave people a sense of like, Oh, even though you're stuck in your house and you can't give someone a hug or you can't talk, you can still be like in the presence of people also doing what you're doing. Yeah. Like a sense of like reality almost. Absolutely. And also like another side note, just talking about fixed ice cream, something that I didn't really realize until recently is how much you support pop-ups in your store, yeah. which is like 
insanely cool because we've had so we have our who to watch list every year we had amber jackson on uh-huh, and i yeah. saw her in your store the other day repping her tea company I'm i like, was her first retailer oh my god see yeah. and it's like these are the things like these are the things that like mean the most and i i, I guess this is leading up to a question first like a thank you for like spreading even more local love to smaller businesses who don't have a brick and mortar but what is like when you do pop-ups like what made you start doing those so we were on those fairly early when when pop up was you know seemed like still kind of a new term. Now I think it's such an umbrella term. Yeah. I'm not 100 <laughs> percent sure I know what it means. Yeah, me either. <laughs> but but like we, I you know we did a lot back in the day. If you're really breaking it down, a pop up can just be like what sampling in your store. Yeah. It can be a trunk sale. Like there's all these different things, these old terms. Mm. But we what our our kind of focus was giving space to people that were building out their own space but didn't have it yet, and were gonna be big sensations but weren't weren't ready yet. Yeah. So like we were, I think we were the first to host PV Donuts. Oh, wow. Uh, and funny, and the funny thing is like a lot of these people know and they'll tell me and I forget. And then I always <laughs> am nervous that I'm going to like claim I was the first to something like, no, that's not true. But yeah. I think we were the first to host PV Donuts. I believe we were the first to host Rebel I, Yeah, she bagels. said that. I think okay. on our show about you, yeah, like that she yeah. started her pop-ups at stock. And 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 then uh, Burgundian Waffles yeah. came through. Cow Cow came through. Um, I mean, so many. I can't even... Perf- sweet, perfect macaron. Yeah. Or, uh, macaron. Macaron. I love that. Um, oh, you're speaking French, girl? That's right. <laughs> you heard it. Yeah, I heard it. She's a pro. <laughs> um, anyway, a bunch of people came through. And uh, 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 Hometown Poke, I think we were... Oh, wow. So the combination of both being like a place for people to pop up to get that exposure to people was a great thing. And then the other thing I used to take really big pride in, and I I don't do it as much as I used to, but man, when I'd see a new company launch and I was like, that looks so cool. I'd be, you know, I'd be on, well, I'd be on the Instagram within seconds. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, I have the store. Here's an home I want to carry stuff really bad. Yeah. And that happened with Amber. That happened before the pandemic. Yep. And and we, she came in, she didn't know anything about wholesale lists. You know, mm-hmm. she, she was just starting. I mean, she's yeah. a chemist, I think, right? At Brown or something? She was like the sports marketing okay. manager or something. She had like a pretty big job managing all of their sports teams. Okay. But that doesn't mean that her, I don't know where her beginnings were. Okay. Like in, as far as education, but yeah, she was a pretty high up at Brown and yeah. decided that like that wasn't her vibe. Yeah, and like started and, making loose leaf teas and started kicking ass. And I saw her stuff. I was like, that would be perfect. You know, woman yeah. maker, yep. local. Like it, was, it hit it hit all the you know hit all the marks. And so I reached out to her and she's like, yeah, you know, how do we do this? And then it was cool because during the pandemic, she was doing so well, mm-hmm. she could not supply enough orders. And I and I, I know I sent her an email. Then I said, Amber, you know, like. Wholesale, you know, obviously there's a cut when you work wholesale. So yeah. just get back to me when this is all over because yeah. I, I really want to carry your stuff again. But I know you can't even fulfill your own demand yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. So yeah. so let's talk, you know, when this is over. And then um, it was so great to have her back in that I pop-up. Know, it was so, so great awesome. to like have her back in. Uh, I have a question. Sure. Um, you actually mentioned, uh, made me think of it again. You mentioned Instagram because you reached out to them on that. Um, have you noticed, uh, let's say in the past like five or six years, as Instagram has gotten more and more popular and more and more important and people are thinking of things from like a 
visual aesthetic kind of point of view. Um, and in which case, especially if they're posting things on Instagram or if they really want to make something look cool, uh, they're looking for things that uh, aren't just like you go pick them up at Walmart mm -hmm. and everybody has the same glass or everybody has the same cutting board or what have you. Have you noticed like an increase in like people looking for like specialty kitchen related items since then? Since the boom? Oh. The bread boom, the social media boom, <laughs> the local boom. I mean, I think, well, of... I, or so, quirky stuff. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Different color oh, palette yes. related stuff. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, yeah. to, to the point of people don't want cookie cutter stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. They, you know, what used to be perceived as like imperfections, like, oh, this pottery has a mark on it. Now mm -hmm. you say like, hey, that's I a maker's that. mark. Yeah. You know, yeah. there is this way of embracing what is new and different. So you aren't just getting What's the, the uh, ja is it Japanese term? Wabi-sabi? I think it oh. is. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you said it, not me, because it's something <laughs> like that. I also think, well, for me personally, I, well, I, I'm redoing my kitchen right now, which yep. is really exciting. Wabi-sabi. Wabi-sabi, right? cool. Um, but what's funny is, is I always have like my eye on something at your store and I wait because if it's something like a little bit more expensive or a decorative piece that like I don't need right now, yeah. then I don't get it. So for the longest time, and I'm going to, I don't know what they're officially called, but they're the little pictures that look like fish. Yes. I was, when I tell you obsessed, every time I would walk by stock, I would send my boy, uh, my, at the time, boyfriend, a picture of the white iridescent fish. That's my favorite. It sits on, it's in my kitchen now. Oh. I got it as a wedding present because I just told everyone about this friggin' fish. I'm like... First of all, I don't even like fish, but I just thought it was so quirky and beautiful and, yeah. and I don't use it as a pitcher. I put flowers in it sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it just chills on my counter. Like, and now my next, I'm going to tell you what my next, Ooh. my next, what my eyes are on are you have these like candlesticks yeah. that are like one's iridescent, one's like a powder pink, one's yes. like a green, and they're all different shapes and sizes. Yes. When I'm done my kitchen reno, I'm going to get like a line of them. Because my house is like a little mid-century looking uh -huh. and like kind of weird textures and colors. And I'm like, that's my next. And I'm so excited because it's like on my list. And every time I go in there, I make sure that they're still there. Okay. Well, they, you it? have aligned me, lady. That's so true. So you just let me know. Oh, that's I'll true. I'll make sure they're there for okay, you. perfect. Because it, they're, they're beautiful. I, I love them. And and it's funny you say mid-century because stock was very mid-century when we started. And now there's just no time or space for that because yeah. it's everything now. <laughs> it's everything, yeah. yeah. But um, um, I love those two so very much. And it's it's sometimes hard. One of the challenges is we move inventory really, really fast. Mm -hmm. You know, I am still small for all of this, everything. Yep. I'm still buying in units of like six and 12 sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so things will come and people will say, I admired that. And I looked at it and then I came to buy it. It was gone. Can you get it for me again? And sometimes, you know, sadly, sometimes the answer is you like, can't. no, yeah. I can't for a variety of reasons. Mm -hmm. It's always confusing, but mostly the answer is yes, but sometimes the answer is no. And so I always tell people, you know, to the extent that I don't like to put pressure on people. The one thing I do say, if somebody's like really geeking out about something, I say like, this might be it. Should I just so, buy it this weekend? So like I will put it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I will put it aside for you. Yeah. Like I will put it aside because I don't yeah. want you to come back in a week and you, I don't, we're not doing yeah. layaway terms. I'm yeah, just, yeah, I'm going to yeah. do it because I want you to have it. Yeah. And I know today isn't the day. Yeah. We've done that countless times. Honestly, like my, even, so when we first moved into our house, we didn't even have like <clears throat> salt and pepper shakers. And we were at Target and we were buying like, I don't know, Pyrex or something. And we were like, oh, we should get salt and pepper. And I was like, 
absolutely not. <laughs> I know that stock has some quirky ones. I yeah. want something cute. So we ended up buying these like ones that look like swans. I think oh, they're like hand painted. Yeah. We got the last one. Yeah, Hannah Turner. I looked at, so similarly to what you said about like they could be gone. Yeah. So I went like on a Friday and there was like a ton of them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll come on Sunday, like on my normal jaunt. I'll buy them then. I came on Sunday there was oh. one one left. Oh, dear. And I was like, I need this immediately. <laughs> like, And I bought it. And I'm like, thank God I bought it because I'm so proud of them. Like whenever I put them out on the table, so they're so cute next to my fish. And the more quirky, the better, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And it just, as to what you were saying before and what we've all been kind of harping on is like the care, the uniqueness yeah. of our city, of our, of our styles, being able to go to a store and finding something that like connects with you. Like I named the salt and pepper shakers. What are they named? So the white one is, um, snow okay. and the, the pepper is pepper. Okay. He didn't really get a fun name. I was like, you just, Pepper's your name. I love them. So Snow and Pepper. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Say hi to them for me. I will. You? They're very cute. <laughs> and I'm excited when we have our new kitchen, they're going to have a better spot because right now our kitchen is just like a hot mess. Yeah. So it's going to be great and it's so fun, but it's just like having those interconnections and styles and it's just like nice to have that. It's like yeah. really nice. No, I, I, I agree. I, I, yeah, I've come a long way. Yeah. Like I said, I, I didn't. I didn't want to be a peddler of things mm. early on. I definitely was in the Alton Brown camp. You know, I didn't want to have unitaskers. I just didn't want to, I didn't, that didn't feel like a natural fit until, as you said, like, I just realized how much more is behind that. Now mm. you're telling me that you've named your salt and pepper shakers. Oh, I'm like, yeah. hell yeah. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> exactly. named. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. named and I, I look at them and even when I don't use them, I'm like, hi guys. Like, I just love them. I have such a connection to everything that I've ever got there. Because like you said, there's like a meaning behind it. Yeah. There's literally like a feeling behind every, like the my fish. Like I got that as, so quick story. So my, one of my best friends, Julie's mom made all the dessert for my wedding okay it was the most beautiful good dessert. friend oh my god and they were amazing like i wanted like something simple and her mom is like the best baker marina cheers to you you're incredible she was like we're making you four different cupcake flavors i'm like there's only gonna be like 25 people at this <laughs> wedding and she it was unbelievable anyway i told her about this fish because she has had spent some time on the east side she knew she knew about stock and we'd always talk about it and i was like oh my god this fish i'm obsessed with it like i don't know why I'm and she had in her kitchen, a collection of pitchers, okay. all different pitchers. So as a thank you for making the, I got her a fish. Oh, that's great. And then as a wedding present, she got me a fish. Oh, So it was an exchanging man. of fishes. Somehow that feels like biblical. Yeah, it was really nice. It yeah. was so, and she got like the black iridescent fish and I got the white iridescent fish. And it was just like very cute. And it was just like... So love, and I'll little literally forever think about that, and she will I too. You know, like it's such a connection. And you know, we're so similar. I think we can agree the iridescent ones rule. Oh my god! I mean, the other better. ones are cool, but they're so much cooler. Are they called like? Do they gug? They're called gluggle jugs, gluggle and they jugs. Uh, they're made in London. Yeah, I mean in England. Excuse me, they're made in England, and they um, do because of the way the handle is. They mm -hmm. do produce a little. Boop, because I've never heard it. I've never used oh, it. Oh, really? As, I've never used it. Oh, as that's a funny. Oh, you got to try it. It's fun. I know, we used to I do know. demonstrations in the store. I'm sure there's a reel out there, or you know, a, a, a whatever, a, a little video on video Instagram somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. On. But um, but it's interesting because Shreve Crump, Crump and Low, yeah, in Massachusetts, they produce something called the Glurgle Pot, I think, <laughs> and it's very similarly named, but it's actually a, a cod, which I'm not sure what mine is. I think ours might be cods too, because that's a yeah. big 
English fish too. But mm-hmm. anyway, they're shaped slightly differently, but it's it's cool because it's like we have like the old school one, yep. but it's also cool that there's kind of like a Massachusetts based one a too. We one? don't carry it, but it's I think it's cool. I gotta see one. Yeah, yeah. I, I want now. I'm curious. Yeah, I look mean, it up. If you look up Shreve Crump and Low, you'll see the their Gogglefish. It's I can't. I'm I might be bungling the name, but it's something like that. Um. Now we've. I mean, I feel like we could just go on forever. I yeah. have like so many questions, <laughs> but we've already been talking for over an hour, ah! which is insane. And I'm knowing you and knowing your store, I'm sure you have a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> so we'll try to, you know, end things rather soon. I literally have a book of questions I want to ask you. Um, but this being the 10th year of stock, yeah. I'm just curious if there's anything that you personally or business-wide are looking forward to or ha- are excited about. Or and The answer could be no or the answer could be it's a secret. That's fine too. But if there's anything that you are looking forward to. Well, as we've already discussed, we're toxic optimists. Hell yeah. So definitely I'm excited about something. Yeah! <clears throat> all me. things. All things. I'm excited about <laughs> all, all things. All the time. Um, I, I have, I'm still debating whether I'm going to have a, a 10th party. Do it. I know I should. And I just can't figure out the format because my tendency is I want to go big. Hell yeah. But Black I just, party. Right? Oh but my oh my God. God, as somebody who sat in on the planning of those Hope Street Block parties, <laughs> it is a, do we swear on the show? Oh yeah. Sure. It is a fuck, a cubic fuck ton of work. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have, that. I have no interest to jump back in that by myself. It, yeah. it takes a team. It takes an Asher and a Lynn from Cretelier and a Dixie from J. Marcel I'll and Nina you. from Studio Hop. And I mean, I'm not a business owner there, but I'm a, I'm a frequent customer there and I'll sign any petition you need. Okay, so we're going to talk about that too. Perfect. But so I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. All I do know is one thing is that all the years that I was open, I was so just like just tight about mm. we never close our doors. We never are gone fishing back yeah. in 15. You know, we never take that August vacation. We just don't because if you're serving the community, you have to be there you all have the time. To be there, yeah. And I still really stand by that and I'm still really glad for that. But one thing that's changed is unlike how it was when it was just me and I could bear that. Yeah. Um, I have this, these wonderful teammates now. I have the greatest staff in the world. I mean, it's so nice to hear you say that somebody helped you. Your staff is incredible. In the manner that you described, Mm -hmm. because that is literally like why they're there. They are the nicest, coolest, interesting people. Mm -hmm. They cook, they're fun. I love them. And so, um, one thing I want to do in my 10th year is maybe be a little bit less rigid about taking a day off here and there yeah. and having a staff outing because we can't ever all do it together because mm-hmm. somebody's because always in the store. The store. Mm-hmm. So I think that will be one. I'll work the store for you. Okay. <laughs> there it is. I have retail there experience. I have no cooking experience. So anytime anyone has a question, I'm going to be like, you got to Google it. Hey, but I can cash people out. Hey, if you can do it with a smile, that's half <laughs> I the can battle. Wrap things. I that's can put right. Them in a bag. If you can tell an anecdote yeah. and do it with a smile, you're <laughs> yeah. good to go. And I can do those things. I, I, I the, believe it. I'm the queen of faking it till you make it. So uh, yeah, well, apparently, so am I. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're so similar. So, so yeah. So I want to, I want to, I want to do stuff to to reward uh, Caroline and Jill, my sister, Yay, who's Jill. the greatest thing that ever happened to Stock. Did she move to Providence to work? She at Stock? did. She, she did? did from Oregon. Jill, you're the wow. greatest. She is the greatest. Wow. And then Caroline has been with us. She left Jewu and now she's been with us for a couple of years. Wow. And Leah, who's doing my web and my yep. design, who's like blowing things up. And I mean, uh, Emma, who just moved here from Jamaica Plain, and she's such a good addition to us. Yep. And Marissa, who also works at Long Live. We love and, you guys. Or actually, she's at Beer on Earth. I'm sorry, her sister's at Long Live. And then um, um, Nicole, who also has like 5,000 jobs, like at the <laughs> farmer's market and stuff. Like these people are like, 
seriously giving us life. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's really, it's such a good time. And Shauna, oh my God, how did I almost leave out Shauna who I was <laughs> out drinking with last night? <laughs> well, and I think I'm going to speak for the community, the Hope Street community, at least. I am giving you permission 100% that you can have you a group outing. Yay! You can do it. it. I feel like people understand how much, how hard you guys work, especially during like the snowstorms and the pandemic, all this stuff that I, I mean, I'm sure that there's someone out there that would be like, oh. I think too, though, if you, uh, because of the way that community is and how people shop around there and a lot of the customer base, if you have like post something on your social media and have something out on like an easel or something in front a week before, we're going to be closed on Sunday. We're finally having a company outing. We'll see you on Monday. Nobody's coming. It's been 10 years. We haven't been closed a single day. We're finally closing. One day. No, you you guys are both a hundred percent right. Like I know that rationally. It's just, there's something. Back of the brain thing going on. It's that back of the brain. And you know, things were very, very tight until the last few years. And so I still go there. I'm like, this could all end tomorrow. Of course you do. I feel like any entrepreneur, any business owner, my husband is a business owner i feel like he does well and then every once in a while he's like i need to do more and i'm like oh my god you're doing so much like but it's i think it's just ingrained in you as an entrepreneur like you know it it took so much hard work to get to this point yeah and literally anything can change it but complacency pretty typically leads to a downswing in things yeah Yeah. like uh, being on you don't have to freak yourself out but being on top of things isn't a bad idea either yeah (laughs) i think having a day off for your company and everyone to like maybe go to a beach or something. I'm gonna do it. You gotta like do it. it. And I'm gonna put a sign on the door that says so Sasha allowed hey, it. Rody. Uh, hey Rody. Hey Podcast. Authorized. So. Yep. Authorized <laughs> vacation by. day. If you yeah. have any issues, call this number. Call <laughs> my phone. And they're like, we need eggs really bad. I'll be That's like, right. all right, Jane, give me the keys. That's <laughs> right. I will. Like, I will literally <laughs> leave you with a key. <laughs> and listen, and I will be 100% okay <laughs> with that because. I'm already in your store enough anyway. Might okay. as well just be there for like five hours. Yeah, we working. should formalize this. Uh, we should. Let's, <laughs> right? let's get Nick, get it in paper. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll put it in a contract. And if you guys want like a third co-host, just oh let me God. know. I know you you're know? fantastic. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, I saw in your bio that you have journalism in your background. And it's funny because like we've had so many people on our show and everyone has done an amazing job. But you never really know, you know, someone in the store like working is like can be very bubbly. And then they sit on the couch and you can tell that they're yeah. a lot, they're, they are a little nervous. Yeah. And you are just like 100% a natural. Well, <laughs> you'll definitely be back on the show. That's my Gonzaga broadcast studies coming through. Wow. <laughs> Very nice. Well, we love you. I love stock. Anyone who hasn't been to stock already, like, please go because it is like the funnest. Even if you want to go get like spices, like that's okay. Another part of the baking story. Yeah. You're the, the whoever was working recommended this vanilla salt mm-hmm. this is not anything that i would ever buy or i would ever think of and ryan my best friend who i gave it to still talks to me about it yeah like, that product is awesome he, he texted me like a few weeks ago do you know what's a game changer what that vanilla salt and i'm yeah. like yeah i wouldn't have known that like it's, it's just crazy that stuff was great vanilla salt i'm yeah. i want to just get it and like li- like put in my i will be there um saturday my husband's working um, in the morning, so I'm gonna be like bopping around Hope Street by myself. So Fun. I will come see you. If I you, will be there if you're there. I'll come say hi. I am always there on Saturdays. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, I am too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I will be too. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Ten years you, running. Yeah, and really quick, if you want to, yeah, do your... I, I was a, I, I got it prepped so we can uh, kind of close up here. Yeah. Uh, well, first, 
thanks for coming in. This was know, awesome. Really great totally my pleasure. Uh, and then for listeners, uh, stock can be found on Hope Street, 756 Hope Street. Um, if you're looking for some more information, you can go to stockcoloratedgoods.com. On Instagram and Facebook, it's stockpvd, S-T-O-C-K-P-V-D. And if there's any other um, ways, to find, ways to find you, let Stay us connected. know. You know, I just prefer you come say hi. There <laughs> yeah, you go. yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Stop in, say hi, say hi. Discuss, have a discussion with one of their uh, awesome employees, and Get I'm sure you'll find fish. something you like. Thank you guys so much, and thank you, Jan, for Oh, my gosh. Thank yeah. you. This was more fun than I could ever have imagined. Yay! Thank you. Awesome. Thanks Yay, for listening. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye.